Welcome to the Connect to Marriage podcast by Focus on the Family Singapore. How can this attitude of humility strengthen our marriage and help build each other up? And what are some ways we can get this started? Hello and welcome to the Connect to Marriage podcast. I'm Jo and I'm your host for this episode. In each episode of the Connect to podcast, we'll be tackling questions that couples ask about marriage, communication, conflict, sexual intimacy, and so much more. So we hope you will keep tuning in to learn with us as you grow closer, deeper, and stronger in your marriage. Today, we are continuing the second episode of The Art of Marriage, exploring this whole area of humility. And in our last podcast, uh, we had with us our guests who are back today, uh, Mark and his wife, Ailan, who've been married for more than 30 years, actually almost 40 years. And we talked about what humility is. Uh, It's not quite the direct opposite of pride or arrogance. Uh, Rather, it's an attitude of putting our spouse uh, before ourselves and our spouse needs above our own. Um, and so um, today we really want to dig deeper and uh, explore the do's and don'ts of uh, how to live out humility in marriage. And actually, Mark and Ilan just reminded me that past five years they are now not just uh, related to each other by marriage, but they are also colleagues now. <laughs> and uh, I think that dual relationship can sometimes be quite tricky when it comes to humility because in this particular relationship, of course, in the home, Mark is the husband, Ireland's the wife, but you know, as they, the cliche goes, you can have the head, but there's the neck that turns in. <laughs> At the workplace, it's quite clearly that, Mark, you are the boss, right? And you call the shots. And maybe you can tell us how does that work out or how has it been? Okay, I really, in thinking back, I'm glad that we had many years of being together in a very different environment and just building very strong foundations in the area of learning how to honour and treat one another. So even in a workplace, even as the boss, we still hold each other in a very high respect and we honour one another. Mm. I think one of the culture of our workplace is learning to honour one another. And so even more, uh, if I think of my wife, the one that is sharing life with me, I do want to even honour her in the workplace. You know, her views are important. And even as I empower her, she's been given authority. When she does wrong, in correcting her, I have to be mindful of who I'm correcting. And I want to treat her as an employee, another similar as one of her colleagues. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I also need to recognise that she's my wife and in terms of being gentle, being firm at the same time, is something that I need to balance very carefully. Mm-hmm. But okay. it can be done. It can be done. Okay, I'm glad you said that. <laughs> I'm glad I'm not hearing that. Oh, we regret like you know, the last five years. Um, uh, I mean, I've had personal experience of having worked together with my husband and it, it wasn't always like so good. I'm not sure that. I want to revisit that uh, that season. Maybe actually, I know how does it feel like you know? He he did say even correcting you yeah. as an employee. Yeah. <laughs> okay, maybe to set the record straight, he's my boss in both situations. <laughs> he's the head of our household, so he's also my boss. But uh, a very gentle and very respectful boss. Before I joined the the church uh, as my employer, we were advised by. People who cared for us mm. said, you know, they said to us, um, you have to be careful to separate the bedroom from the boardroom. Right, right. I've heard that. But I don't know how to do that. How do you do that? <laughs> Can you tell us? I think in terms of work ethics and attitude, 
uh, there's no need to separate because it's the culture, it's the how we show each other honor. So whether right. it was in uh, in the context of our home or household, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. household or in the workplace, that that was the fundamental thing, the the ability to honor. And because of my faith, mm. I've learned that there is this system of honoring the people who are in authority. So one of the things that I appreciate about working together with my husband, uh, though he's the boss, is the fact that the culture of the workplace at our church is open. So mm. it, it, it doesn't only apply to me. The rest of the right. people can actually openly voice their opinions. Mm, mm. At the end of the day, to me, whether I'm a wife or I'm a, a person submitting to him, I have to recognize that he being the boss, he mm. being the person in charge has to take the call, the final call mm. on any decision. Mm. Have there been difficult moments? Yes, because we are both very different mm. and we are both wired differently too. We have different strengths. Like I may be a bit more strategic in the way I approach things. He's really a pastor. He loves people so much. So, you know, there are times when he considers people a lot more than he sees the possible impact of how an organization like the church could land up in or, mm. you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. So I totally are... relate to that. That sounds a little bit like my husband. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Although, like, pastor, and, and I think I would... he must be a pastor. <laughs> I, I also have to uh, be realistic. In mm. the three workplaces that I've been with, my bosses have been of different strengths and they have a, a different calling and they're very different from me too. Mm. And I've learned over the years how to also submit to them. So I've always to remind myself, and this, this is where the separation of the bedroom from the boardroom is very important, okay. that mm. I do mm. not get into the, fall into the trap of like an emotional um, you know, feeling or attachment. Like, mm. you know, I, I, I have to be very careful to tell myself, when he speaks to me and he does not agree with my idea, he's not my husband. Right. Yes. She divorced me for the moment. Or <laughs> <laughs> rather, I learned to divorce the two situations. Because otherwise, you take contact. it personally. Uh, yes. 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 Um, and both of us are very aware that in the context of our positions, mm. that there are many eyes watching us. And to right. be honest, I've worked in uh, workplaces also where there are husband and wife situations in within the same department. So really, there's no difference. We don't really need to dichotomize or compartmentalize and say, is it different in a religious organization or is it really different from, you know, in, in a secular organization? It's still the same. We see husbands and wives working, some of them as peers, some of them as boss and uh, direct report situations. But really internally, we have to, uh, for the sake of the marriage and our relationship, we have to be very, very mindful mm. that it's not my spouse I'm relating to. Mm. Hope that helps. <laughs> um, there have been occasions, uh, there have been rough spots. So one of the things we agreed to is because we know many eyes are watching us and we come from a church where there are many young adults, many younger ones who are also learning and we've mm. set ourselves up to be also role models in mm. a workplace. Mm -hmm. So we do actually try to help each other not to put ourselves down in front of others. Oh, that's a good practical yeah. tip. If you come and think of it, it's a principle that should be applied across the board. It's not only the right. uh, in a, a spouse situation, uh, but it's just that we're always caught in a situation where familiarity makes us much more inclined towards being caught in that situation. So there have been occasions where there have been some sparks and mm. stuff like that. 
But we've also learned to reflect upon it and then we know that others are watching us. And so mm. we try like, as, many, as much as possible to come back to the situation and tell the others how that we've wronged each other or that was the wrong way of uh, dealing with each other. Okay, that sounds like a daily, <laughs> <laughs> a daily habit that needs to be formed. <laughs> you, you, are, you are, you are, you are it is right, it's a, it's a habit. I think it's, it's a habit of learning to honour and respect one another, respect their views and learning even in dealing with each other, how to deal with each other in the best way uh, and still respecting each other through the process. Mm. Uh, we tackle the problem as the problem, not we tackle the person. Mm. And that's what we aim for. Lah. It's a good reminder to hear Alan say that, because my husband says this all the time, that if he receives the same feedback, but not from me, from some other person, mm. uh, he takes it better. <laughs> <laughs> and then he explains, this is why, you know, I just need to pay money to go and hear good advice from somebody else apart from my wife. Oh, wow. <laughs> I get it free of charge. Good advice. <laughs> I guess it... It differs from person to person in our makeup. For us, it's been through many years of, like you say, habit formation mm. and then working through uh, some of our rough spots. And we've also, also been mindful of the fact that we've had a daughter growing up with us for the last 28 years. So how we actually uh, deal with each other in a power relationship or mm. in a relationship which requires humility. We know that she's also watching us and that was so important. Mm. In the 28 years, she's grown up, as I said. She's been also very open to us. She's been the other voice in our relationship. So she's told us uh, on many occasions, Mom and Dad, that's not the way to behave. Uh, that's not the way to do it. The word she uses, uh, Mom and Dad, stop it. Well, it's stop it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> And that is a very good check for both of us. I think it would be probably easier to have this attitude of humility to honour uh, our spouse when our spouse is not an arrogant person. I mean, we did say that the opposite of humility is not necessarily or directly arrogance or pride. Mm. But I mean, I can imagine, right, to give preference to Mark who seems so loving towards you would be much easier than to give preference to a husband who's maybe not so loving. <laughs> maybe I paint, I've painted too rosy a picture of him. <laughs> <laughs> okay, dear, you're right again. <laughs> so if you ask Faith and myself, mm. yeah, there have been occasions and in the many years that we've been married, where he has been less than humble or, you know, yeah, and where he's, uh, okay, <laughs> maybe arrogant or maybe uh, stuck to his guns and we didn't feel that he wasn't, right? Mm -hmm. mm. I think that is where it's important for the peace of the relationship and for the strength of the relationship for me to also just step down and be humble myself. Because I believe, I, I think in almost every situation, uh, all those occasions when he stood firm and he's wrong, mm. <laughs> time tells, the results tell, you know, and then... Uh, I think we should tell them about what happened uh, when we were at our first home and when we have a disagreement. Marriage is one of the most rewarding things in life. Yet, navigating marriage as newlyweds or an engaged couple can sometimes get overwhelming. Whether it's managing expectations of the in-laws, getting a good grasp of your family finances, or establishing good habits of communication and healthy conflict. Focus on the Family Singapore's Marriage Preparation Program aims to help you build a solid foundation in the early years and prepare you for the adventure of your life. 
visit family.org.sg slash C2 Marriage Prep for more information today. I think one of the early lessons was uh, when we have uh, a very strong uh, viewpoint on certain things and mm. we will disagree. Island is the rhino in the relationship, you know, she wants to like, let's settle it, you know, I, I'm the hedgehog. I want to just withdraw away and mm. not talk. And those moments were very tough moments. And one of the things I would do is as a hedgehog, I would get out of the house to go for a walk. Mm. And uh, I remember Ailan uh, saying this very often that she would be praying and says, God, speak to him. Until one day the Lord spoke to her and says, you know, you pray for yourself. And while I'm walking, God will be speaking to me. And by the time I get back into the home, when I open the door, when I see her, the first thing I'll do is I'll apologize. You know, I'll recognize my spot. Mm. And I think that really helped us in the early years of mm. learning to uh, respect each other's viewpoint and knowing that we are on the same team, uh, mm. we may have disagreement, but we have different strengths that we ought to tap onto mm -hmm. so that mm -hmm. as a team, we become stronger when we are united rather than divided. We would advocate a win-win situation, but mm. as we know in reality, not all, all occasions can land up in a win-win situation mm. and so there'll be a win lose situation. Mm -hmm. But I think since we're talking about humility and pride, mm -hmm. uh, that's where I've learned to back down and say that, okay, if, if this has to work out this way, we've had unhappy occasions, like, mm -hmm. you know, lots of couples trip over financial mm -hmm. stuff and all that. And uh, there have been some financial decisions that he made. Oh, I see blame shifting now. <laughs> no, okay. Uh, no, so in deference to him, I was submitting to him, right? right. But they didn't come out with the best outcome. Mm. How I could have responded to that was, you see, I, I told you so. You, so. Oh, you see, you shouldn't I'm have so done that. I'm so tempted to do that. <laughs> yeah, it, it, I mean, it is a temptation. I must say that I'm not such a saint or an angel that it doesn't strike me to say that. But I've learned to kind of bite my and just keep quiet. It's something we learn in life. But uh, what helps is that one occasion like this, the next time it happens, we've learned from the experience mm -hmm. and then we move on from there. And I'm glad that has happened. We've lived enough years to know that, <laughs> you know, having adopted that position really helps. If you could give one or the number one tip to husbands from Mark and maybe Island to wives as, as to how to develop this habit or practice of humility in marriage, uh, what would that be? For me, I go back to the point when I was reminded of our courtship days. And I think those were the days that I guess when you are courting, you always hold uh, your girlfriend in very high regard. You know, mm. you, she wants to eat chicken rice, she doesn't finish, she pushes it to you and say, yeah, yeah, sure. But when you get married and that's somehow like, what are you doing, you know? And somehow marriage we begin to take each other for granted. We forget that this person is very special. You are there mm, to love true. her, to honour her. And that has been a point of reminder for me, mm. even through marriage, mm. that I ought to treat her in the same way that I treated her when she was my girlfriend. I gave her really space. I think very highly of her. I honour her. I speak more gently to her. Yeah, because if you're rough with her, then she'll say, oh, let's break up the relationship and, you know. But in marriage, you can't, you don't want to do that. But mm. if you go back to the same principle of honouring, respecting, mm. seeing her for what God has made her to be mm. and the strength, I think it's a win thing for me. 
Yeah, that has been my guiding post. You see, uh, as a pastor, he's preached over the pulpit a lot of times about how we honour and respect each other. And there have been countless occasions where there have been people who actually come up to us and told us that that's so unreal. It's so unreal, you know, uh, Ailan, Mark, you, you don't understand. You don't have a situation where your husband has uh, incurred a, a large debt or you don't have a situation where your husband is uh, unfaithful or something mm. like that. Mm. We agree, yes, we may, may never have gone through those kind of similar situations, but we hold on to the principles that help us in our relationship. We have gone through very some very, very tough times, some times where there's been pain. Mm. Yeah. Lots of pain. Yeah, but we hold on to the principle and mm. only time and habit formation has mm. helped us understand that regardless of the situation that you go through, if we hold on tight enough to remain humble and not maintain a stand where we have to have our rights, mm. we have to have our voices heard, we have to have our positions pan out, then I think in the longer run, it helps us. Uh, one of the questions that sometimes, you know, I ask myself is, if you're unhappy with him, would you rather a life not with him? Ooh. And I think, uh, to be honest, uh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have, it, have had it any other way. And I guess maybe one other thing to add on, uh, Joe, would be, where do we pick up all these principles from? One of the things from, well, the Bible that we read, uh, this definition of love, and that has guided us so much in First Corinthians when it talks about love is kind, love is patient, love never boasts. I think that has guided us and we have set it as a framework of how we have chosen to define the love mm. in our marriage. Mm. Mm. And I think that has been super helpful to us. So I think it sounds like as a couple, we do need to agree on some of the principles that mm. undergird our relationship. And of course, never forget the good old days of courtship <laughs> and take each other for granted. Now, in each podcast, we do address a frequently asked question that couples have about marriage. And today's question is this. Uh, when we have disagreements, I feel like my opinions are not heard. And in my head, I say mean things about my spouse that feel very real. Things like, I earn more than you. Why are you telling me how to spend my money? I know it's unhealthy, but I think the statements are true to some extent. And it's frustrating that my spouse doesn't listen to what I say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just don't say I told you so. Okay. Oh, yeah. Just, just, just don't say I told you so. Uh, yeah. It has not cropped up a lot of times. It's never been yeah. a major issue that, you know, I've had to say, I earn more than you. And so mm. why are you telling me how to spend my money and all that? Mm. Uh, we've adopted this principle mm. of your money is my money and my money is your money. La. I was working in the secular for such a long time. And she mm. was really not only working in the secular, but she was serving in the church. So in terms of being very occupied uh, with the responsibility of the workplace, mm. as well as in church, uh, it can be very demanding on her and sometimes very pressurizing. Mm. So when it comes to the situation whereby it, she's giving so much more, we may face a very similar situation mm. to like what you mentioned. Then I think what we've learned through the years is learning to recognize those moments and to back off and to know the role that I ought to play if a person is feeling that way. That mm. we are supporting, we're not going to ch choose to fight at the moment because it's the right. worst moment to fight. But that's the moment that you want to exercise love of mm. being patient, of being kind, mm. of, of understanding what you know your spouse may be going through and just 
being there and sometimes they just need to vent out mm. and you want to be there to be a listening ear and I think that's what love is all about. Mm. I think you just touched on a principle we've often told ourselves as well as couples that we meet now that it's very important to choose the battles that you fight mm. because uh, like I said we've lived so long right? <laughs> right now to be honest right it's just like education you know we fuss over whether we get A's or or B pluses at, at O levels and all that. To be honest, now at age 63, I can't even remember my O level <laughs> score. All I know is that I, you know, I went through it and right. Right, I'm here where yeah. I am. And that was a good step in the whole journey to lead mm. me to where I am. Mm. So in the same way with couple relationships and all that, it really does not do us any good if we want to fight the battle and insist that I must win all the time mm -hmm. yeah so so I guess that's that's one thing that we learn and it's a useful yeah, principle to hold I try on. to let you win so that I win in the process yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, such gems okay I mean I think it's a, a good reminder also that you know sometimes when our spouse is a certain way it might just be stress behavior right we just need to give each other time and space and exercise even more love exercise even more humility yeah well, thanks so much, uh, Ma and Alan, for joining You're us and for uh, giving us such nuggets uh, for our relationship. Now, the couple challenge for today is to do this with your spouse. Take an extra five minutes at the end of this episode to share with each other one practical tip as to how you're going to practice humility in your marriage. We hope that you've enjoyed today's podcast. And if you do know of a friend or couple who are newly married or getting married soon, do direct them to check out our upcoming marriage preparation workshops. That's at family.org.sg slash C2 Marriage Prep. And for more marriage content, do visit our website at family.org.sg slash connect two with the number two. We hope you have followed and subscribed to our podcast. Do share it with a friend who can also benefit from it. And until next time, do take care of yourself and your spouse. <laughs> <laughs>